business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People podcast. I am your host, Walt Bayless. And on today's episode, we talk with Cindy Donovan, the CEO of Wildfire Concepts and a cancer survivor who started her first business from her hospital bed. We talk about some of the challenges that she went through juggling motherhood and some of the highs, including making $100,000 in 14 hours. An incredible interview talking through all of the different life's journeys and the strength of a community behind you in business. Enjoy today's episode of the Business and People podcast with our special guest, Cindy Donovan. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me here, Well, It's so exciting to be here. Thanks. I really appreciate that. That's a nice thing to say to get started. And of course, you're right. Um, I was just mentioning in the introduction that you have done some amazing things. And one of the things that uh, has impressed me beyond belief is that you have created an empire as a female CEO in an otherwise male-dominated space, and you've done it with absolute aplomb and done it incredibly well. How has that worked out for you? Thank you. It has been, um, it's had its ups and downs. Um, I think, I don't know, overall, I really love it. I am not quite sure why there's not more women in the space. Um, Basically, because, you know, traditionally, right, if you're raising children and you're at home, you have a little bit of extra, like, well, not time, but, you know, you have when the kids are sleeping, there's a little bit of time in between doing quick cleanups and stuff and all of that. Um, I think it is the perfect opportunity for women that are wanting to make a little bit of extra income from home. Um, But, yeah, there are so many challenges because it is mostly guys. Yeah, true, true enough. Um, I'll come back to that in a sec because as a father myself of two daughters, I think it's important that we, um, that we eliminate the roadblocks that are, that are out there. But um, you were talking about starting that business when you've got the kids and overcoming yeah. those challenges. And one of the most amazing challenges of your background is that you started that whole entrepreneurial journey from a hospital bed. <laughs> I did, in fact. Yeah. So about 13 years ago, um, I was studying to be a primary school teacher and I had two children. Um, They're older now. Um, They were four and six at the time. So they were just littlies. Um, And I decided to go to university um, doing my studies to be a primary school teacher. And about halfway through my degree, um, I was called into the doctor's office after a little bit of a checkup, and um, it turned out I had a I had cancer. I had breast cancer, um, and I was 29 at the time. They found this little half a centimeter tumor, about that big, um, and a week and a half later, they operated to remove that, um, and it had grown to two and a half centimeters, and it had spread through my lymph system, um, and so it was very aggressive. And because of my age and everything, I hit it with everything. Like we had a lot of surgeries. Um, we had, wow. we like, you know, my family was with me supporting. Um, I had chemotherapy, radiotherapy. And while I was having chemo, uh, there was a lot of sitting around time. Um, obviously lots of doctor's appointments, but I was exhausted and there was very little physically that, um, I felt comfortable doing. So a lot of sitting around and so I just picked up a laptop um, and created a website and so my first website um, 
was lame. <laughs> it was lame, but I learned a lot. And, um, and I think that's all just part of the entrepreneurial process. We ended up, I, through that website, um, I ended up connecting with two other guys and we did a launch on ClickBank. Um, and I went from being no one and nothing in one of the most poorest, um, suburbs in Adelaide, um, to sitting there in my little dodgy place, um, refreshing this ClickBank account. And we did our first $100,000 of sales in 14 hours. So it went from like nothing to, as all all primary school teachers do at some point in the that's very, very cool. And, and so uh, never looked back. Like, has it been a, just a constant wave of amazingness since then? Or have there been ups and downs? Well, it's been 13 years. So, yeah, there have definitely been ups and downs. And part of that, I think, is because I think, well, traditionally, um, so with the women thing, right, we were talking a little bit about, you know, me being one of the very few women in it. Um, I was able to, right near the start, use that to my benefit because there weren't very many um, men in the space. And I think when you're doing anything online or even offline or any kind of business, finding that thing that sets you apart and makes you unique um, is something that will get noticed. Um, And I was, back then, I was one of the very few women who wasn't scared to be around a bunch of geeks, um, who wasn't. You know, I grew up with um, three brothers, so chatting and, you know, having a bit of boy talk and stuff, I wasn't, you know, that didn't bother me. Um, and I, and it doesn't mean that I'm super blokey because I'm quite feminine, but I, it's sort of like not letting that kind of stuff offend you and, you yeah. know, or just going with that, having a bit of fun. Um kind of helped. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. your opinion on something? Like, so I said I was going to come back to it, which, which I'm glad we have. Um Oh, this is my opinion, and I really want to find yours. I think it's easier to be a female in your own business as an entrepreneur than it ever would be in the, in inverted commas, traditional workforce. That would be my opinion because you can write your own rules. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Oh, I agree, yeah. I, um, I do have some concerns because I do hear, you know, obviously whenever there's some kind of kerfuffle going on on Facebook or something, uh, when it comes to women, not enough female speakers at events or not enough like representation for people creating products or um, women launching products and not getting enough affiliate support or or whatever. Um, I think, and this might not be popular. um, I think a lot of the women that are launching and then getting all upset because their launches aren't, doing massively, um, they're relying too much on the fact that they're being a woman to try and get the support. So um, I think if you're relying solely on the fact that you are like, you know, in the minority and because of that, everyone should support you, it's not going to work. So um, I would say get into communities. Um, If you've got ideas and you want to launch them, speak to the guys that are launching um, and releasing software products or releasing information products. Find out the guys that are really doing it solidly and then work out how you can make sure that your launch is going to be the best. Yeah, sure. uh, there are some people that have come out of nowhere. Um, like I know Roshni, she's doing incredibly and she's just like stepping up there and she's not like, I'm a girl, please promote me. She's like a woman with power and this is what we need. We need more women who have really good quality products, like not just relying on the fact that I'm a minority, please promote yeah. 
I think yeah. as we like, if we look at the wider entrepreneurial space, uh, you know, having that quality product um, is is the standout above all. I mean, you really need to yeah. make sure that you've got that something unique that you can take to market. You don't have to be the only one in a space, but you have to be damn good at at what you're doing. And so. Yeah. What you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, is, is is stop playing the woman card and just start paying the business card rather than, you know, relying on yeah. just be who you are. Have a really great product, have a really great sales funnel, have incredible, like, you know, copywriting up there and video, like actually go and do the best that you can. Yep. Um, and, yeah, and obviously, you know, support people where you can as well. You can't expect to just show up on the scene um, and have, everyone's supporting you and then get upset if no one does and that's for <laughs> men or women like, <laughs> yeah I, I completely agree so now you're you've got some amazing things going on and as the ceo of uh, your own venture you've obviously got Islick coming through which looks like an incredible platform and we've spoken before about uh you know the the backing that you've got with that and the goals etc which looks amazing tell me now that you've got these uh, amazing products to work with. You've got this big team of people. What does an average day look like for you? Oh, okay. I'm not sure that there is so much of an average day um, when it comes to it. Um, I like to start my day off um, with probably about half an hour at the start of the day. Um, I mean, like, you know, once I actually get to work. So, you know, I do the normal mum thing. <laughs> um, I, my kids are 17 and 19 now, so my son is still in high school. Um, my daughter's at uni. She just goes and makes her own way and, and stuff. But my son, I still drive him to school. So we get into school. Um, and then once I'm ready to dive into work, I'll do maybe half an hour just planning um, what are the three, and you probably heard this before, but what are the three things that I can accomplish today that if I complete those things, I'm going to feel like I've succeeded with my day. Yeah. Um, I know it can get really overwhelming um, when we look at, you know, you want to do a big product launch or something. You don't even know where to start. Um, but if you're breaking it all down and you can see these three things that can get you close to that actual goal, um, then it kind of does away with the feel like as entrepreneurs and you probably experienced this too. Well, um, like it can feel like we're just chasing our tails um, sure. like all the time. So it doesn't matter even if we've had the most, you know, productive day. And my day, if you were to look at my list of things that I get done, I get a lot of stuff done. Um, but I was always feeling really crappy about it. Like I would get to the end of the day and feel like I can't close the laptop. Um, I can't shut off because I haven't finished stuff. Um, I feel like so, as an entrepreneur and especially in the, as a CEO in that role, you you finish the day with more on the list than you started with. It happens, yeah, and it can it can happen. What I've done actually is I have a wall and I can't show you because it's like in the other room, um, but I have a wall. So I create sticky notes and like physical actual Post-it notes um, and I write when in the morning I'll write in what it is that I want to get done. Um, and then as soon as it's done, I've, it, it, it's just that, like that physical take it off, put it on the done pile. Um, and I have a whole wall of my things that I've done. That's and nice so to, to see that you've actually achieved, like actually even... achieving stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like Cause I know so much, like we create to do lists, right. And we just like, they're done and it's done and we don't take a moment to reward ourselves and just go you're doing right it's yeah cool right. 
That's a great, that's yeah. a great suggestion, actually. So mm. you can have yeah. that capture of the fact that, yes, you know, looking back at the day, even though I feel like my to-do list has grown and I can look up at the wall and say, well, actually, I've ticked off a whole bunch of stuff as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, and then the typical day for you is literally just, yeah. uh, is it meetings? Are uh, you- I just try and smash it out. Like try and like, this can become, it started out as a hobby, right? And I would just work whenever I wanted. And then it became an obsession and I would work, um, you know, like 18 hour days. Um, and sometimes there are times when you need to do that. We're coming up to the launch and there's going to be some pretty big days going in. Mm. Um, but then once you start getting your team, um, and I've got a really good team now for me, it's about managing those guys well so that everything can happen without me having to rely and look at every single little thing. Um, and then, for me to actually get what I need done and then go and enjoy my afternoon and my evening. So I usually finish around about, depends if I've got meetings or stuff, I'll, I'll like jump in or stay back or something. But usually around about 3.30 in the afternoon, I'll finish up and go spend a bit of time with my son, nice. go and make some dinner, hang out with the kids. And then um, occasionally I'll do some stuff in the evenings. But um, yeah, at, at the moment, Know, trying to get to the gym a little bit more and um, get a bit of a social life. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. uh, often overlooked, as, especially as people are getting started and building their businesses out. So what is um, that, that social side of things is so important, the family time is so important. What do you think uh, in terms of entrepreneurs, business owners, people who are, who are out there busting out and doing things for themselves, do you, what do you think they don't talk about enough in terms of we, we, all, we talk about goals and we talk about achievement and we talk about to-do lists and we talk about whatever. What don't we talk about enough as a community? Um, what don't we talk about enough? I'm not sure. For me, see, I know I, I always talk about goals and stuff um, and uh, I really do um, think there's probably, and we talk about it, but I don't think people actually live it is um, the importance of accountability and uh, integrity um, with what you're doing. Uh, And, you know, it can be tempting once you start getting into this industry to um, just sell out for an extra 100 grand here or or there. Um, But if you want to stay, like, you know, year after year and keep doing this and have people respect you, you need to stand behind your products. And um, that all starts with, just, you know, being true to your word. So um, even if you you tell someone that you're going to meet them at 12 o'clock, you meet them at 12 o'clock. And if you know something's going to come up before, then you just send them a text and you communicate. Um, for me, like integrity and, and that authority with my word, I think carries over to everything because when you undermine yourself, so if I, if I just show up like 10 minutes late or something and I haven't communicated, when originally I said I was going to be there at 12, that undermines my power um, and that power carries over with everything. So, and it carries in with my relationships, like with my children, if I say, to my son, like, you know, I expect that you're going to have your room cleaned by six o'clock. If that's not going to happen, then these are the consequences. And then if six o'clock comes around, he hasn't done it and I don't follow through with my consequences, I, it's undermining myself and my, my authority and my, and my power. And, and we like, do that in every area. So, yeah, it's awesome, I think it's integrity awesome to that, that, that um, I guess, uh, integrity 
you know, as you said, even even into the children and making sure that that's followed through to, to live up to your word. You also mentioned accountability. Do you mm-hmm. have an active system for accountability? Are you accountable to someone? Um, you know, I've um, now that I've got a bit of a team around me for my staff, even though it's not an actual set up accountability to a mentor type thing. I do have plenty of people in my circle that I, you know, connect with, but not on a regular basis. For me, um, I keep the accountability by setting my own um, expectations with the staff. So when I say that I'm going to be um, launching, for example, on the 19th, that requires me to pull together a whole bunch of things in the process. And so I build around accountability in small pieces with different people. So um, if I tell my video guy I'm going to get the videos over to him in a certain time, I have to do that. Otherwise, it's going to throw his schedule out. So I I guess that's what I mean by accountability, just making sure um, I'm setting things in place so that things just keep moving forward. Nice. I don't know. Very cool. You mentioned mentioned mentors there or, you know, like a – uh, non-formal yeah. partners there do you do you have a, a business coach a business mentor that you engage with on a regular basis yeah so um i've had i've had a lot so i've and have invested uh, i think getting um like getting someone that you can regularly meet with is really important at the moment i don't have anyone who i regularly like actually is paid to meet with yeah. um but i always like like I've collected a whole bunch of really brilliant people around me. So um, I'm always just just staying in communication, bouncing ideas off of them, um, making sure that I'm just staying on the right track. So, yeah, sure. yeah, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, they have that question of a, of a business mentor relationship. Mm-hmm. Should we, shouldn't we? Is it the right time? Isn't it? Et cetera. And, you know, almost yeah. categorically successful people will say, yes, you need, yes, you need, you should go down. <laughs> If you were talking to someone in a business role and they were saying to you, I think I need a coach, I need a, a business mentor, how would you suggest that they um, that they vet those people? How would you suggest they go about finding the right person to, to form that structured uh, relationship with? Now, this might not be very popular and I'm all for not popular stuff. Um, <laughs> so I have paid um, like uh, I think I paid about 20 grand a year for um, a mentor and we met up and it was really, really great stuff. Um, I've also had a lot of mentors that I've come across completely free. One of my most powerful um, mentor relationships that I had was um, it came about uh, because I sent him an email in response, like after I purchased one of his products, um, there was something broken in there. It had an email address, so I sent him an email back and then he replied to me. We just had a couple of back and forths and we built a relationship out of that. And that there was like crazy powerful. I got more out of that than the $20,000 one. Um, and I think so while I think it's really good, um, if you can't find, you, you don't feel like anything is just falling into your lap in that way, um, then go pay for someone, get some kind of structure. Um, but if you're in Facebook groups and you take the time and the effort to just go and you communicate and just get in touch with someone who you respect, who um, has and makes time for you, who you can show that you're not slack, um, I think there's, there's something really beneficial for, you know, both 
parties um, because if you're mentoring someone, there is that, um, you know, responsibility. It's another responsibility um, and it makes you step up your game. Um, you can't usually come straight out and say, can you mentor me? Right. Um, but if you just, sometimes these things just organically, yeah. Okay. And they're the best. Being, being involved yeah. in, you mentioned social media, Facebook groups specifically, uh, and being engaged in those groups. So I guess as we look at a Facebook group, as an example, you've got people that are at the top of their game and you'll have people that have just joined. So you'll have that spread. And, and you're saying basically if you're engaging, just being yourself and helping where you can, naturally mm-hmm. the people who are, higher above you will help you along the way as well and and kind of that uh, relationship will flow through do you find it happens yeah do you find social media a big part of your day um it used to be right now i mean i think social media is always going to be huge and it's going to just keep growing um and it's just going to evolve like with icelick we've got the opportunity to get in, in on camera um more now than ever before um and i think um, it's really powerful to be able to connect with people, network with people, especially um, in internet marketing type area because as, you know, we can we can often just sit at home. Um, if you're successful, that's like, you know, the success, you're living a full-time internet marketer's life, you're, you're working from home and you're completely disconnected from, you know, office work life and, and stuff for the most part. So I think social media will always be um, and, and continue to grow powerfully. Yeah. But I'm find, not sure. Yeah. I was, I was going to say more from a, uh, a time management point of view. Do you find that it, mm. do you find that <laughs> you allocate specific amounts of time to social media in a day or does it take a big chunk of your day or is it something that you've got pushed aside? How does that affect your daily calendar? kind of depends i don't um intentionally go and go to facebook anymore um if if i go to facebook it's because one of my staff has said there's something going on here i want you to go check it out so um i and that's that's purposeful because i can't i can't spend time there um replying to everyone or if um you know, we've got a launch coming up and I'll just like use Facebook Messenger to message people or something like that. So um, occasionally if I just want a bit of downtime, I'll fluff around there. But, um, yeah, there was a um, Google Chrome app. Uh, I can't remember. You mentioned uh, extension, sorry, um, that shuts off um, Facebook news, uh, like the news feed. I think it's like... Yeah, it's news feed blocker. Feed news feed blocker um and so you know it can be really easy to get i definitely find myself it can be easy for me to get down a rabbit hole um of facebook stuff especially if i'm feeling overwhelmed by heaps of stuff or thing and I, i just go there for an escape um so if i catch myself doing that i'll use the facebook blocker and then um get back to actually stuff because at the end of the day right I don't want to spend like 12, 18 hours sitting looking at a screen. There's a whole big world out there I want to go and explore and and be a part of. So um, when I'm spending too much time on Facebook, it's time that's just stolen from actual real life. Nice. I like it. So uh, you mentioned a couple of things that, that I want to kind of uh, drill a little bit deeper into. And again, thank you for, for, for the opportunity to do that. Um, so one of the first things that you mentioned there, uh, just in that last little section was when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like things are on top of you. Do you have a, do you have a process? Do you have a, a, 
a switch off that you can unplug, chill out, recharge, decompress, however you want to put it, and reinvigorate what you're doing? Um, at the moment, yeah. Well, my my partner can, is usually a pretty good gauge for that. So if he can see that I'm just getting a little bit too much, um, he'll suggest we go fishing. So we just like go disconnect, no uh, no phones, no except to take photos of the fish before we kiss them and let them go. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Not really. As, as far as like process now. I'm getting into a routine of actually coming into a co-shared office space. So I come here when I go home, I have a different um, different computer. Like if I want to just check stuff, it's not work stuff. Um, so kind of just setting different spaces up, um, I guess. Yeah, I'm just being more intentional with my time offline. I've just had a construction worker start outside my office here, so I'm, I'm muting in between. So sorry for the background noise, everyone. Um, so that's cool in terms of uh, I love the, the fact of having a different computer, being able to only do fun stuff or only, you know, take photos rather than check emails and that kind of stuff. The other thing I wanted to drill into was uh, mm. earlier in, into the program, we were talking about um, getting your first launch into a competitive space, et cetera, and doing that $100,000 in 14 hours. That seems like a pretty big accomplishment. When you look back over your journey as an entrepreneur, as a, a female CEO, what's, what's the brag point? What's the one that you, that you can just say, I did this and it was amazing. Look at my result. Time for a brag. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's just too many. Um, okay. we- That's good. <laughs> um, for me... The successes for me, I think, are just lifestyle stuff. Like I've been able to, of course, we've done massive launches. We did, um, you know, an Icelix coming up. We've been able to secure a million dollars in VC funding for that. That is my next, like, major woohoo. So that's really exciting. Um, I think for me, it's also it's really the lifestyle thing. Like I've been able to take my kids to Egypt, for example. Like when I was growing up, I was obsessed with Egypt. I had all the books in the library that would be like my first go-to. Um, but there are some things that you can't read in books because they don't actually allow cameras into certain areas in the in the pyramids and stuff. I was able to take my kids there. Um, we went like we've been to Paris catacombs. We've been to like. I don't know, just just crazy, incredible places. So it's that kind of lifestyle to be able to choose what it is that you want to do that I really love. Um, so yeah, we got we got products coming out to a zoo where I want to do that. Oh, oh, something that I really am very proud of this last year as well. Um, we were able to take all of my staff. Um, so my Wildfire Concepts um, company, we're able to take everybody over to Thailand. So um, we had ten people. We flew them from four different countries, from like Finland and India, um, Philippines, Australia. We all just met um, in Thailand and had. Um, the opportunity to hang out and do some amazing adventures like swimming with um, elephants and riding quad bikes and we did amazing, amazing stuff. And so um, just the opportunity to to make a difference, the, the chance I've been able to, um, my assistant has been working with me now for nine, I think it might be longer, like about nine or 10 years. Um, and so in that, I was able to, like the income that she earned from that, um, she sent me a message thanking me because it's put her daughter through college. Um, so it's real life. Wow. 
that's that's a real that's a real personal one. So uh, that's that's incredible. A million dollars in VC funding. Wow, that's amazing. Taking the kids through through Egypt. Wow, that's incredible. You know, bringing able to to fly your team together and uh, and have that kind of thing, and and all because of. Um, I guess the courage to to step out on your own. I'm sure, though, it hasn't been smooth sailing, as you said, 13 years, um, and it's been ups and downs. The, the biggest triumphs are amazing. Have there been biggest uh, dips as well? And uh, without going into the details of them, the biggest dip mm. and the biggest lesson that you've learned as a result. Well, I, I talk pretty openly about a lot of things, and I also believe that as entrepreneurs, we should have more open discussions about um, things, especially because. It is never smooth sailing. It is never like, you know, I'm I'm happy, I'm excited, and at the moment I'm in a really good place because, you know, things are moving in the direction that I intend them to do. But um, when things aren't and when you get hit after hit after hit, it can be really hard. And when you don't have the support of people around you, it can be really hard. And, you know, I'm not the only one. A lot of people in the space deal with mental health issues, um, you know, depression, um, just all of these issues. And um, if you're not talking about it, it goes unheard and it goes unsaid. Um, so I've had I've had weeks where I haven't been able to get out of bed and I've just yeah. laid in my pyjamas. I didn't even get to bed. I laid in my pyjamas on the couch for about two weeks straight. I didn't yeah. shower. And, and it is, it's only when you get... I had I was really lucky. I had one of my sister in laws come and um, take me, like physically pick me up and take me to a doctor. Um, and talking, if, unless you're actually talking and, and talking real with people, um, you know, there's so much pressure, especially online, to show this great big happy persona and um, you know present yourself in a certain way. And and when everyone else around you looks like they're living the life. And you are feeling like you want to die. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't match up and it just makes that worse. It just makes it so much worse. So You, you mentioned you had the, the good um, for somebody who cares to come in uh, and, and Yeah. The, the only thing that got me through that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what got me through that was, you know, seeing a doctor and getting on medication yeah. um, and talking with people um, and just like getting just getting a little bit real about where you're at. Um, you know, when I was looking at stuff, everything felt too overwhelming. Sure. Um, but sure. when I was, like, actually just writing down the situation, in the end, most of the stuff I was worried about didn't really matter. We, we put so much pressure on ourselves and to be something that we're not. So taking it down, starting from scratch, and then just having a bit of a, a plan to get yourself um, out of there and talking nice. to people. And I always say to people, uh, the, the, the inclination is to curl up and shut down, work harder, work, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you work in 18 hour days, work 19, just keep working through. But, but I've learned along the way that the best way to handle that is to reach out. Instead of reaching in and trying to do more to reach out, go and connect and speak to people. And that if, if you yeah. aren't fortunate enough to have a family, making sure that it get into the medical profession, go and speak to someone. They'll take an appointment yeah. today, tomorrow, and, and they can go and sit down. Yeah, yeah, because that just changed everything, yeah. Awesome. And it's not it all is, like, I know it used to be so shunned, right? You'd just never talk about depression and stuff, but all it is is just a chemical imbalance in your brain that's gone haywire, right? It's just it's chemicals, right? <laughs> so it. if you can actually go to a doctor, get that sorted, you get happy again. 
Yeah, exactly. You can level out, which I think is the biggest thing. Cindy, I think like that's, that's an incredible, uh, I guess, wisdom to be able to, to talk that through. If you could take some of that wisdom and go back to the young Cindy, 29 years old in the hospital bed with the laptop open for the first time, knowing what you know now as an entrepreneur in the tech industry, what would mm-hmm. you say to that young woman about what she's about to do and, and some of the things that you'd give as suggestions? I don't think she would have believed me, first off. <laughs> <laughs> she would have thought I was crazy. Um, I think, I don't know, I would just say don't take things quite so seriously. Um, okay. Like, yeah, just like loosen up. We're all, we're all so stressed, like whatever we're doing today is going to change our future and our destiny forever. And chances are, you know, it might, but it probably won't. <laughs> In the scheme of things, maybe it won't. Um, and I think, you know, just don't be scared to make mistakes. Nice. Um, and I still fight with that um, and remind myself on a daily basis. Um, but I think if I learned this, like don't take things so seriously, be prepared to just screw it up. Um, and then it's only in the action that you find out where you've screwed things up and where you can do better. So yeah, I've screwed so many things up and I'm going to screw up some more. Nice. <laughs> um, and screw and things up faster. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So what do you think that that will translate to in, let's say, 20 years' time? If you had the opportunity to, to fast forward and meet yourself in 20 years from now, what, what do you think that 20-year-older self would say to you now to ensure that, you know, you get to where you need to be? We're doing some, like, time travel paradoxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what the podcast is all about. Like, it's the fuck <laughs> time continuum and it's, you know, we're powering ah, up before we... Just don't touch because, you know, if they touch, if we touch, then yeah, the whole yeah, world... Yeah, exactly, the whole bit's casino thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. What do you I, think, I think I would say? This is 20-year-old Cindy, and, of course, we're, we're, we're not putting a number on that because we're polite. <laughs> 20 years into the future, what do you hope that that person will say to you right now? Um, yeah, just like, just I think would be just proud like, nice. of where I've come. Yeah, um, and, and proud not just of where I've come for myself and my company and, and, the, and my staff and the affiliates who we, we pay, um, but also for the example that I am to my children. Um, like just that my kids can see that, yeah, you can come back from anything, you can screw up and they've seen me screw up, they've seen me at my worst, but they see that I bounce back and, and just be that example to them. Fantastic. So a well-deserved pat on the back from future Cindy. I think that's very, very cool. Um, Cindy, as, we, as, I, as we're talking about that future, I know that you've got some big things on the horizon. And of course, Islet coming through, which is, again, a huge congratulations for that. What's the goals now for you? If, if we're looking, I know we want to, we want to talk about Islet becoming a, a world media platform, et cetera. That's going to be fantastic. But if we, if we took a step back from that and said, okay, Cindy, as you are today, what goals are you setting? Where are we going to see you on the horizons? Um, I, I just love to express my creativity um, and to be able to communicate and help other people see what's possible. Um, I, I still just remember like just that light bulb switch once. Um, yeah, the first time, for example, like you, I made my first $10.97 sale, right? <laughs> it, it's just that light bulb switch and I love being able to see that for people that have been trying to make this work for years 
Um, and just, you know, we get messages all the time saying, Cindy, this is the first time this has ever happened. Thank you for the community that you guys have created. Awesome. Um, I just want to be able to do that just on a much larger scale. So nice. just keep influencing people and, and build a real community that we can be proud of. Um, in our wildfire concepts group, it's not major, like it's not millions of people, but we've got 4,000 people in there who are actually committed. Um, we meet every week for training webinars and we've been doing every week for over a year now, um, just really supporting and growing. And I want to be able to just build up um, more people who can be proud of what they do day after day. That's very cool, um, mate. I, I'm, I'm yeah. super thrilled to hear it. And obviously, you know, sell iSleep for a couple hundred million. In a, nice. In, you know, Remember yeah. me when you're on your yacht. That'd be super cool. I've got a 60-second challenge for you and then one other question just to wrap up. So my 60-second challenge for you, right, you meet up with a friend who you haven't seen for a long time. And this yes. friend has been uh, an employee all of their lives. Now they're in their, kind of in their 40s. And they mm -hmm. meet up with you for a coffee and they say to you, Cindy, I've finally taken the step out of that space and I've started my own business. And they've been following mm -hmm. you and they've said, they say to you, um, what advice could you give me to make sure that my business does well, um, Cindy? And I'll say, what's your advice to that person in 60 seconds? Ah, uh, okay. Build a list. <laughs> nice. Get, um... You know, a list is your biggest asset. So build a list and then just start creating. Um, everyone has creativity inside of them. Work out what message it is that you want to share and then put it together in a way that you can share it. Um, and whatever you can do, build that list and nurture that list. Build a community around that. Um, use a platform like Asana. I recommend asana.com, like crazy, <laughs> uh, because you can just plan things. There is a lot of power in planning. Um, and don't give up. So, you know, try screw things up as hard and fast as you can. Um, don't be scared to be wrong. Um, so find out where you can be wrong, fix it. Um, and yeah, support yourself in a community that can help you grow. I love it. And I love it. My final question it. for you, where can people find out about you? Where can they keep in touch? Where can they join your community? How can people best get in touch with you and, and follow along with what you're doing? I think probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wildfire concepts, you'll be able to join our group. Um, it's a beautiful community. We've, like I mentioned, we've got a few thousand people in there and everyone supports each other. So if you really are just starting out or you've got some ideas and you want to bounce them around people that can get excited and support you. Um, and we have a whole bunch of free gifts that we give you, some list building tools and, you know, we do a whole bunch of stuff in there, lots of contests and, and fun things. So, yeah, come and join the community. Nice. That's, so that's uh, in the groups area. It's Wildfire Concepts as the group. Get in touch with Cindy, yes. the iSelect team and the whole Wildfire Concepts team. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, uh, to bounce back and forth with you. I know in your journey as a, as a CEO, as an owner of your uh, future, I guess. It's a real inspiration to people. And uh, again, thank you so much for the chance to bounce back and forth and for the time to chat with you. Thank you for having me here. Well, it's always great to catch up with you.